Hello friends, my name is Christian Ray Flores. Welcome to Headspace, where we explore transformative ideas, transformative practices that can change the very direction of your life. Now, if you have been paying attention, you know that we're headed into a recession, which is something that happens every few years. It's normal, it's actually good for us in the long run, but it does get us anxious and worried in the short run. So how do you make yourself recession-proof beyond the normal stuff that you hear, which is live within your means, have some cash reserve, be more efficient. You can diversify your sources of income. Now, it might sound hard to do, but it's actually not hard to do at all. I'll explain it all in a second, but first subscribe, hit the bell, help us feed the algorithm and share this with others. Welcome to Headspace. All right, let's unpack this. I'll start from afar, but I'll get you there eventually. Question, what is better, to be a generalist or to be a specialist? Obviously, there are upsides and downsides to both, but I will always vote for generalist, although I started off as a specialist. My first successful gig was a musician. You can easily say that I was in the top 1% of my profession. I don't think that's an exaggeration. You can Google that, right? So what would some of the downsides be if I had stayed in this track of a specialist, even though I was at the top 1% of my profession? I'll give you just two downsides to illustrate. One is this. Artists with no business training, again, very narrow specialists, usually don't do well with money long-term. Two, if you're a narrow specialist, usually you're very limited how you can maneuver in changing circumstances. The first one I might have avoided because I have a master's degree in economics, so I have the education to sort of back up some of that stuff. The second one was very hard to avoid because what changed for me is that I didn't like the lifestyle of touring all the time. After sort of the excitement wore off, I just thought to myself, you know what, and this is it. I just don't see myself doing that for 20, 30 years. I just didn't like the lifestyle. Also imagine what would that be if you're an artist during COVID, you probably know. If you are a specialist with a very narrow focus and one way of making revenue and serving people, circumstances changed dramatically, you don't have many options. So this is the alternative. These are some of the things that I invested in when it comes to training, formal, informal, just through curiosity and obsessing over different areas that I wanted to learn over time. Here's the list. There are so many things that I'm curious about that I actually had to write it down and it's an incomplete list, but it'll give you an idea. Master's degree in economics, series 65 certification in finance, four different languages, nonprofit leadership, a to Z video production, so directing, scripting, shooting, editing, I can basically do the whole thing. Marketing, copywriting, social media marketing, website design, public speaking, storytelling, writing as a discipline, ministry, pastoring, counseling, leadership coaching, and sales. Sales is very, very valuable in any field. So because I chose to be a generalist, another word for it is polymath, and I chose to obsess over the years in mastering different disciplines, one after another after another. I can now start when circumstances change something new in about a month. And that might seem like unachievable to you and you might think, well, it's easy for you to say. Well, it is easy for me to say because I put in the work and the effort. 
but I can promise you that you can do that too. And all you have to do is determine the market you wanna serve, the business model you wanna use, and the business message you want to convey. So what does that mean? Well, you look around and you go, okay, here's the standard things that I do, the standard markets I serve. What are some adjacent markets that I can address and go, you know what, I can actually do this quite well. Then the next step is what's the business model? How do you get paid? You figure that out, it's not that complicated. And the next one is the business message. How do you convey that you provide unique value to this particular market and this particular group of people? That's pretty much it. Now, it might seem overwhelming, but it's really not once you start doing and implementing step by step by step. So how do you get there practically? First, breathe, don't be anxious, believe in yourself, you're valuable in a unique way, and you can serve people in, in a unique way. You just need to find those people and figure out what it is that you can do for them. Second, it's better to find adjacent spaces to the spaces you're already in, which makes it much easier to sort of step over that boundary and to develop than starting a completely new thing, right? Third, it's actually starting, right? Start a new business. It's not that hard to do. Start a new initiative. Even if you're not starting a new business, you can start a new initiative within your company that makes you more valuable and irreplaceable. And at the very least, that alone will make you recession-proof. If you believe in yourself, if you have an open mind, if you breathe, you can do this. I will illustrate. I started off in music. I got interested in music videos. So I mastered some of the aspects that I was missing in music videos, started a music video production company. It did really well, and then the market changed, and it didn't do really well. So what's the adjacent space? Well, it's doing video for business. So we can do about us videos, commercials, other things like that. Great, so we pivoted to that. Then we expanded. Well, why are we just doing video? We, we're very good at storytelling. We can do websites, we can do uh, marketing, we can do messaging, we can do strategy, we can do branding. We did that. Then I realized there's an adjacent space. What's the adjacent space? Well, I'm a pastor, a church leader. I know the church world really well. So we started Third Drive Faith, which is the same thing ex exactly that we were doing for businesses, only for churches. So if you know both spaces well, you can expand into that. And that did really well. And we've served churches all over the world. Now, then also in parallel, my business partner, Brandon Nicely comes along and he has this adjacent space where marketing and messaging and storytelling is actually valuable. And I want to learn what he knows because he is an amazing capital raising startup tech founder guy. So I want to learn, I want to master that. He wants to learn what I do. So we joined forces and that's how Third Drive was born. So now we have this Third Drive Capital arm, we have Third Drive Faith, we have Third Drive Media, and we realized that, man, we, we, we love working with people, but because of the sort of in-depth quality of our work, we can only work with so many. But we want to have sort of a bigger impact and help more people, so we added this adjacent space, which is courses. So now we have courses that teach people how to raise capital, that teach people how to do marketing, and that raise the rest is history. So I'm telling you all of this because recessions are scary. There's a spirit of anxiety and fear that sort of descends upon the, the public. 
uh, and anxiety is, is a paralyzing thing, it doesn't help you. So I hope you just stop and breathe and look around and realize that you have skills that people need and you can serve them with those skills and that you can be recession-proof as well. I'm gonna leave you with a couple of thoughts, a couple of quotes that might help in getting you in the right headspace. Michael Simmons um, wrote an article and the title of the article is this, people who have too many interests, quote unquote, too many interests, are more likely to be successful. Here's what he says. If being a generalist was the path to mediocrity, why did the most comprehensive study of the most significant scientists in all of history uncover that 15 of the 20 were polymaths? Newton, Galileo, Aristotle, Kepler, Descartes, it goes on and on, Euler, Darwin, Max, Maxwell, all polymaths, generalists. If being a generalist was so ineffective, why are the founders of the five largest companies in the world, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, Larry Page, and Jeff Bezos, all polymaths? Are these legends just genius animalities? Or are they people we could and should imitate in order to be successful in a modern knowledge economy? Great question, right? So can you become recession-proof? Absolutely, you can become recession-proof and you should become recession proof and you can do it quickly. All you have to do is find a market, a model and a message and just do it. I'm gonna leave you with one more quote, which is a scripture in Proverbs 22:29. Here's what it says. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. This episode was brought to you by Overdrive Prime. I mentioned this before that we're rolling out classes and courses. Overdrive Prime is a course that we developed in Third Drive to help founders raise capital. It's an amazing, amazing course. And in the uh, show notes, I will put a link in to a free webinar that sort of explains what you do in this course and basically explains how so many founders practically guarantee they will never get funded for their startup in their lives by repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. So the webinar is going to be in the show notes. Please check it out if you're a founder and if you're looking to raise capital, it's going to change your life. I hope this helps. Thank you for visiting Headspace. Don't forget to subscribe, ring the bell, leave us some comments, ideas, thoughts, questions, critiques in the comment section. We'll love hearing from you.